And I'm so glad <laughs> that, that we're not home yet. deconstructing the idols in our lives. And whether you know it or not, we all have idols, things that we have put before the Lord without even knowing it. And we can't see the power, we won't experience the keeping power of God until we let go of that and catch hold of him. Amen. Today I want to deal with seeing who we are in Christ. You, you really don't know who you are until you see yourself in Christ. Amen. Let's read from the scripture that we are dealing with out of Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 13. And it reads as such in our hearing. But more than I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of growing more deeply and thoroughly acquainted with him, having a joy unequaled. For his sake, I have lost everything, and I consider it all garbage so that I may gain Christ. Let me, let me stop right here just for a moment. What he's saying is that I realize who I am is in him. And in order to discover more of who I am in him, I'm letting go of what I used to hold on to. Oh, you can sit down. Just sit down. Just, just sit down. It is, it is like a fish that was born, that was made, created in water. Outside of water, it dies. A bird that was, and when God created them in Genesis, he created them flying. If you clip their wings, they would die. In Genesis 1-7, he created man and woman, mankind, in himself. And when Adam and Eve stepped away from Eden, which were God, a portal of heaven, it was like heaven on earth. That's where he met with them. He talked to them. They ran to him. It, it was literally, literally, literally heaven on earth because that's where God met with them. Eden means pleasure. And when they decided that they didn't need God no more, in Genesis chapter 3, he kicked them out of his abode, out of his presence. He may visit them, but they didn't have an abode with him no more. 
And we have the nerve to get mad at God because the earth is the way it is. We did it. I did it. You did it. We did it. The earth is the way it is, not because God created it like this. It's because we said we can live life without him. When I hear people complain about the world and, and racism and, 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 and women are not treated right, I said, what do you expect when God's not? What did we expect when we walked away from him? We're living in a cursed world, cursed situation, with a cursed nature, and I don't care who becomes president, cursed. When we understand the Bible, you quit placing your hope and expectation that the world will treat you fair. When you understand we live in a cursed world that Satan is the king, a cursed people where Satan is the king, your expectation of what you and I expect of this world will change and hopefully we begin to, we begin to look up. Listen, listen, Paul is on his road to Jewish success. He's a Pharisee. From a religious and political standpoint, the boy had it made. But he still wasn't satisfied. Only when he saw Christ, and watch this, when he saw Christ, he saw what he was created to be, and he said, what I'm holding on to is less than what he's called me to. So I'm letting go of what I thought was something, and I'm catching hold of what he's calling me to be. Is that your thinking? Is that my thinking? Have we made an exchange? And, and that's why Jesus said in Luke 24, 9, 9, 24, he said, he said, there's a change program I'm offering you. And he said, when you die to yourself and come alive in me, I give you who you are and what you have in me because you're not going to find it any place else. He breathed into Adam. After the resurrection in John chapter 21, he breathed on the disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. And what he was saying, breathe in now your spiritual life. Breathe in now that you may become recreated in me. I now have made your spirit come alive, born again. When you read John 3, 16, and Jesus is explaining to Nicodemus, he says to Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, how, how can this be? Do you mean I'm going to be born again in my mother's womb? How can I be born again? And Jesus 
because people take this out of context. Jesus is dealing with what Nicodemus asked, and he said, what is born of water is flesh. He's not talking about baptism. He's talking about the sack of fluid that a baby is in before. You hear people say, my water burst. When your water bursts, that means, uh-oh, it's time to get to the hospital. Because after the water bursts, after that fluid that that baby is swimming in, you're about ready to go through some pain. That's what he's talking about when he says water. Then he says, what is born of the Spirit? Capital, capital S, Holy Spirit. The third person of Godhead. Is spirit small? He said, you lost it at the garden, but I came to give it back to you. I have now made you my temple. I have now come to abide in your spirit, man. And watch this. And he said, and your spirit, man, can't sin, though your natural man still sins. I was, I was in Bible study, I said this, I said, one of the ways you know you're born again, because you don't feel good sinning no more. I don't know about you, but when I was out there, I was doing what I thought I wanted to do, and I didn't have no conscience about it. I just didn't want to get caught. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to go to jail. Because a lot of stuff I was doing, I could have went. God in his grace kept me. But when I allowed him to get a hold of me and bring me in, my want to changed. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. If your want to haven't changed since you met Jesus, you better check your meeting with Jesus. It's not that, not, listen, we were getting better. You're, you're, you're not perfect as far as doing everything right, but you ought to be growing. You don't want to, ought to agree with Jesus want to. And the more we agree with the spirit want to, the more stuff just start falling off of you. Oh, 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 oh. You, you ought to know him better this year than you knew him last year. There's a walking of the Spirit in us. It is Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 12 and 13, says that, that, that he is working out our salvation. Listen, not us working out our salvation. The Spirit of the Lord is working out our salvation. Then it goes on to say that, that he is giving us a want to, a desire after his desire in our spirit. The nature of Christ is in you. Touch your neighbor. Say, if you're saved, the spirit, the character of Christ is in you. The fruit of the spirit is in you. You know, I found out that if we don't feed the spirit, the old want-tos 
will override the new one twos. So if we are not doing what we supposed to do, you can go back to what you used to do, but you're so miserable because you're grieving the Holy Spirit. You just can't say anything and do anything as a child of God and get away with it. Heard someone said, said, you know, God's will may grind slowly, but it grinds exceedingly fine. <laughs> you know what that is saying? You may not reap what you sow today. Uh, y'all y'all got to hear this? Because some of us are sitting waiting on it. <laughs> I can't wait till you get yours. Well, what about you? You know? And, and, and we're mad at God because it didn't happen today. Wait a minute. If God just dealt quickly, he got to judge all of us quickly. I don't know about you. I want as much grace and mercy as possible. So if I want that for myself, isn't it right of God? to give it to everybody else. Listen to Paul. He said, I am constantly making an exchange, which means then since he's not down and out, since he's on the road to success, since he, 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 he's famous and going to be rich, since he's making a big name for himself, whatever he saw, was better than what he had. Whatever, listen, listen, he, he was on the, on the way to perhaps come the high priest or, 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 or just under the high priest. That's like becoming the president or vice president. Or, or, I, mean, I mean, this boy had it going on. And whatever he saw himself in Christ, that Christ showed him, was so much better. Uh, Lord, help me make this clear. Whatever you are in Christ is better than anything this world can give you. The devil has deceived us because we're trying to hold on to the old us while trying to cultivate the new us. But God says, unless you let go of the old you, I'm not going to give you the new you. I'm not going to show you more of you in me until you're willing to let go. But I like my cussing tongue. But I like my attitude. I, you feeling the blank. Because all of us got things we know God. We know he has. And, 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 and we say, Lord, help me to agree with you in this thing that you got your 
finger on. Help me because, Lord, as, as much as I try to change, right now, I want that more than I want you. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all got to come on now. I'm crying now. Come on now. Uh, God has to work us to our want to change. With our want to change, the problem changes. No, come on now. Listen, it's not about power. Because you got the Holy Spirit in you. It's about a constantly getting, getting in God's face that, that he said, when you seek me, with all of your heart, then you will find me. Listen to what he says in Jeremiah. That's Jeremiah 29, but Jeremiah 17 says this. The heart is so wickedly deceitful. Huh? What do you mean wickedly deceitful? He said, it's so deceitful, we don't even know our own heart. When you're chasing God, sometimes God will show you things about you that you didn't even know about you. <laughs> you he'll, he'll show you. And you say, I'm not like that. But that is me, isn't it? And it makes you say, Lord, help me. Because I don't have the power to help myself. You was never meant to be strong. But what God showed me was, he, he said, as smart as we are, we're still sheep. As strong as you are, you're still sheep. He said, no matter what you bring to the table, you're a sheep. So, you know, the, the fighting and fussing, and we're beating up on sheep. But you know, the battle is not with a sheep. The devil is a wolf. His demon is a pack of wolves. And unless we run to the shepherd, I want you to know today, we got a good shepherd. You got a shepherd that will step in and fight your battle. Remember the story of David that said that a bear came and took one of my sheep. And instead of running from the bear, I ran to the bear and I struck him down. A lion came and took one of my sheep. But since I knew that the Lord was on my side, I had no fear of fighting a lion because I knew that God had purpose for me. I want you to know we ought to be lion killers. We ought to be bear killers. We ought to be wolf killers. Because when God got your back, can't nobody stand up against you. When God got you and you got your faith, they said, in the name of Jesus, I got power. My brother and sister, you are in a fight for who you are in Christ. Lord, help us to see better. Lord, help us to know better. Lord, help us to fight this fight that you have called us to be in. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, 
He has been engrafted. He has been joined to him and him in you. When he talk about the new creature, he talk about your spirit. Your spirit, man, has been brand new. You are a new creation, born again. Now the spirit of God, the character of God is in you. But, but what that should do, it should make you chase him. The more we chase him, the more like him we become. We, we begin to take off the old man and put on the new man. For, 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 for the women in the house, take off the old woman. Put on a new woman. Why? Because you've been made new on the inside. When I realize this, my thinking has to agree with the word of God. If I still think the way I used to think, I will continue to do what I used to do. As a man thinking, as a woman thinketh, well, I said, in their heart, when it's so deep in you that even though it's a lie, if you really believe that's true about you, you're going to act out that lie. The battle over you and I is who you think you are. What you believe about yourself. But I realize that unless you know the truth about you, you can't teach your children truth. This is generational stuff. And, and, and sometimes you have to come up out of what you've been taught about you, what the world says you are, how things look, even your feelings don't mean that your feelings are saved. But you got to take hold of what God says and say, Lord, if you say that I am a new creature, then I am a new creature. Lord, if you say that you love me in spite of me, then I am loved even if the people around me don't act like they love me. Lord, if you say I'm powerful in Christ Jesus and I'm more than a conqueror, then what you say, I believe it. So help my thinking, help my trust in you to catch up. Paul totally changed because he caught hold of who he was in Christ Jesus. He says this, he says, I'm forgetting the past. I'm letting go of what happened to me well, you should think about me, this world system and the way it operates, because I recognize that is not true. <laughs> I, I, I'm catching hold, I'm letting go in order to catch hold. He says, I'm moving forward to what I see. I see what he has apprehended me for. Proverbs says, says this, it says, that people who have no godly revelation, no vision that they're looking at, 
they are perishing because they have no restraint. When you have no vision of what God is calling you to, what he has created you for, you are apt to act anyway, do anything. You just live life by your whims. Yeah. That was when I didn't know. But when I started to get a glimpse, remember my son would come home and he'd say, Dad, uh, uh, I want to do this and this. And my friends, their parents looked down. I said, Brett, you my son. And we don't do that. Y'all get it. You get it. They don't do what they do, but I got my name on you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has his name on you. You, You're not supposed to do everything that the world's going to do because God got his name on you. Matter of fact, when somebody mess with you, they don't know who they messing with. They, they really, they really putting themselves in danger. You need to tell them, I'm praying for you. Because if my Heavenly Father gets mad at you, you in trouble because he got his name on me and he will get you for messing with me. Uh, some of y'all just don't believe that. I, I know that's real. Oh, yes, he will. God, God, God would say, no, don't you fight this. I got this. Just move out the way. Because when I get started fighting your battle, God will make the very folks who laughed at you, who thought you was nothing, come to you for prayer. God, God will make the very folks we're his children. We're his children. We have no idea the investment he has made in you. The problem is there are distractions. Hebrew chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 1. There's distractions. There's distractions of our past. There's distractions of our future. Watch how this reads. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, that does not mean that they're looking from heaven, looking at us. Read on. Who has borne testimony of the truth. There are people we have known that that loved ones, we saw them hold out the faith to the end. Let, let, me, let me give you an example. Sister Boyd was sweet. She was a mother. Okay, that should fight against people who say, I can't wait till I get old and I'm going to say whatever I want to say, anything. You're not supposed to get old and bitter. Show me that in the Bible. I dare you. Old people are supposed to get bitter when they get old. You ought to get sweeter. 
You ought to attract people to yourself. You ought to be a testimony that, that God's grace keep you in growing old. Oh, it takes faith to grow old in grace. Fact, I, I say this, if you mean as a snake when you was old, you were really mean when you was younger, you just didn't have the courage to act mean. It shows what's in you. What's in you comes out of you. You ought to be cultivating peace. You ought to be cultivating joy. You ought to be cultivating mercy and kindness. You ought to be cultivating the, 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 the spirit of the, of the Holy Spirit so that when people see you, they say, I want to be just like them. I think we got a long way to go, don't we? But, but wait a minute, you are a testimony. Do you see what that's saying? And he said that he is the author and finisher of the mature. Everything is about our faith. Not your works. Do you trust him when it's hard to trust him? Do your situation make you act out of Christ's character? Can we hold on when it's hard to hold on? I used to say, I don't want a Job ministry. I don't want a Jeremiah ministry. Because they had to go through too much. Now I realize we all gonna have our job experience. We all gonna have our Jeremiah experience. It may not be just like this, but it's, it's, you got one that is just right for you. Because the testing of our faith makes us grow. Uh, let me go deeper. The testing of our faith is like working a muscle. You get stronger. It, it shows you, it shows me where we are. See, see, I can talk faith I want to till all hell break loose. <laughs> and then when trouble hit and the devil is whispering in your ear, can you still stand flat-footed? Say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I thank you. Listen, 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 listen. That's when, when you really see where you really at. When God's not saying nothing. When, when your friends done betrayed you. When folks are doing you wrong. Can you say, but Lord, you promised that you will never leave me, not forsake me. That you won't leave me without support. The Lord, in spite of everything, I seek your face. I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here till you come see about me. Whether you know it or not, all of our faith is on display. Heaven is watching. 
The devil is watching. The angels are watching. God is watching. So, so when you feel like you're being picked out to be picked on, you are. I know this type of preaching don't get a lot of crowds. I'm not interested in crowds. I'm interested to understand the spiritual dimension that we all are in, whether you like it or not. Because when you understand it, then you can do better. When you understand it, that you got power in your praise, when you understand it, I take away the excuse. When you understand it, you can stand boldly and say, the devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. Paul said, Paul said, I, I press. Notice what Hebrew said. He said, the sin, the destruction, the pain, all that the devil throws at you. Who told you things down here are going to be fair? This isn't heaven. Let me go through it again. A fallen devil that's running things to a certain degree. He got fallen demons that does his beating. Got fallen people. And you think you're going to get fairness? And we think we're going to get justice? that we're going to blame God for what we did. He said it. He said, he said, the earth is cursed. The ground is cursed. You are cursed. You can expect cursed things. He said, woman, now in childbirth, you're going to have pain to remind you everything is cursed. You are born in pain, you probably die in pain. But if you know Jesus, you're going where there's no pain. Uh, somebody here, if you know Jesus, we are going where there is no pain. I agree with C.S. Lewis. He said, for us that's going to heaven, this is the worst of hell we're ever going to experience. But for those that's going to hell, this is the best of heaven they're ever going to experience. Which one you're going to? I realize you are his masterpiece of change. It is Jeremiah 18 where there's a lump of clay on a wheel. And he says to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. And he goes out and he sees this piece of clay on the wheel. It wasn't worth anything. It wasn't about anything. It didn't look like nothing. But then he saw the potter take his hand, spinning the wheel, and he start taking this old piece of clay. He start shaping it and molding it. He took away some stuff. He added some stuff. He, he put pressure on it. 
and he kept on spinning. And Jeremiah makes sure he says this. He said, and the clay remained in the hands of the potter. Oh, y'all didn't get that, did y'all? No, no, no matter what it lost, no matter what it gained, no matter the pressure that was applied, it still remained in his hands. Then no matter what you go through, no matter who talks about you, you are still in your father's hands. And as long as you're in his hands, everything is gonna be all right. We go down sometimes, we go up sometimes, but as long as God got a hold of you, the devil can't do much to you because you're in his hands. Somebody's gonna do something. And I came to encourage you, you still in your father's hands. And God's not through molding you. He's not through shaping you. He's not through lifting you. Just stay in his hands. God's up to something. Oh, God's up to something. To the place that people who knew the old you will come back and see the new you and can't believe what have God done with you. One member here that knew me back when, he said, yeah, man, remember Tracy Venice? said, yeah. He said, he's preaching. He said, no. Not him. Not him. I, I, I'm ashamed of my past, but I don't mind sharing my past because it's my past. Yeah, did y'all hear that? <laughs> it's my past. I can't take credit for nothing. All I know is, ever since he took a hold of me, there's been a change in my life. I'm not what I ought to be yet, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. There's been a change. Is there anybody in the house that can say, I, I may not be what I ought to be yet, but I thank God I've been changed. There's a different me. There's a new me, and I can't take credit for it. God is doing something. Turn to your neighbor. The God doing something. God's up to something. He's not finished yet, but I'm sure in his hands. And as long as he got me in his hands, everything is gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. With the family of my boy. And I said, I said, she's in glory. She has joined the other side of her family. Some of you may ask, here is Jacob. And when you walk close with the Lord, it's almost he gives you so much honor that you control even your going. He waited till some of the family had left and just one of the daughters was there. And she said, Mom, it's okay. You have always followed the Lord. 
So follow him now. It says she took her last breath. Now watch this. She went from this family to that family. <laughs> know what I believe? I believe that everyone that had some something to do with your life that knows Jesus is waiting at the gate. There's a parting time and there's an arrival time. Well, why do you say that? Because it says of Jacob, it says, and he departed from here and gathered to his family. Never forget. When God told me my dad had cancer, he says, not my will to heal him. I'm taking him. I, I didn't know what I was saying. I said, oh, Lord, Lord, then let me walk into the gate. Remember, I was in hospice. He was there, and, and he would go into that transitional state. And most of the time, they can't talk. He could talk to me and tell me what he saw. Paralyzed from the waist from here down because the cancer went from his lungs to the spinal cord of his back. And he, he started smiling and looking around the room. <laughs> but wasn't nobody else there. And I said, he said, it's good to see all of you. I said, Dad, who do you see? And the first person he named was his mom that died when he was 14. Can you imagine? God's going to show you a, 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 a glimpse of heaven before he takes you so that you don't go screaming and hollering, but you go gladly because you realize this isn't home. This is our growing place. This is our preparing place. But this ain't home. Get us, I mean, do as well as you can, but don't get too comfortable. I mean, make as much money as you can, but use it for the kingdom. Let everything be about him so that when he come get you, you don't be afraid because you know where you're going. Is there anybody that has nowhere you're going when you leave here? Is there anybody know that, that you have made it right with Jesus? Oh. The decision you must make is your decision about Jesus. Your decision about who he is and what he has done is not made then, it's made now. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about that God became a man to take the punishment for our sins. God uh, conquered sin, conquered the devil, conquered death, because he rose again. It's accepting him and having a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with our risen Lord. Then you're covered. Then he got you in your hands. 
then you're ready to go home and be in the presence of God, eating all over again in his presence. He's trying to get us back. He's trying to get us back where we can delight in him and he delight in us because that's how much he loves us. Those that are watching,